What's up, guys? Got David Van Verse this week on the pod, and this was fun because he is really creative in the way he meets agents, some of the senior inspecting things he's doing. Um, and he just kind of attacked this industry with energy and enthusiasm from his prior lives, which were not inspecting or construction related. So I think there's so much we can learn from those folks that get into this industry and breathe creativity and energy. Um, into how they do things because they think a little differently. They think outside the box. Um, and I think we can all learn from that. So he's got a great story, um, ups and downs throughout his career. Um, and to get where he is, to have a successful business um, is pretty awesome. So hope you enjoy the conversation with David. Well, cool. Well, we're rolling. Well, since we're talking about it, where'd you guys yep. go over the holidays? How'd you spend the holidays? Um, we, my wife is Italian and they always do the seven seafoods for Christmas for the last 20 some years. No kidding. Yeah, it's amazing to do the seven seafoods and all the crab and the shrimp, but it literally, like Italians do, it's all day cooking, and then it's all night cleaning for a matter of two, three hours of eating. <laughs> so last year, I said, we're not doing that. We're going on a cruise, and all the family went out on a Royal Caribbean. They planned a, a cruise around the Bahamas, Jamaica, and stuff, and so it was nice. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Had you been on the, had you been on like that particular cruise before? No, I've only done one with my daughter years ago, the Disney cruise, which... I tell everybody if you have little kids versus going to Disney World, go to the cruise. Really? Yeah. I mean, you see all the characters. It's easy. Um, I loved it. So we did the land and the sea, but I love the cruise part better. Oh, that's great to hear. Because I've been hearing about yeah. cruises more lately and and just the experience mm -hmm. of them. And so I'm getting curious. So I may do one in the next year. Yeah, you just got to like, I don't drink a lot. My um, other side of the family drank a lot, so they spent a lot more money on drinks than I did. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they upcharge you. Oh, well, it's like you're held captive, right? So they can do yes. what they want, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the way it was. And then in Jamaica was nice because we did a little uh, walk up the waterfalls, and then they just gave you rum. Like, here, just drink, drink. And I'm like, this is outstanding. So it was good. <laughs> Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I obviously came down with something. We we took the family to Hawaii bucket list trip for my parents, but um, okay, we pretty much all got sick when we got back, so it was okay. Uh, but Hawaii's like a similar thing where they have you captive and they can charge you whatever they want in like Waikiki area. So it's yep. <laughs> we did Hawaii like five seven years ago, and I I think we were on the Big Island. I don't even remember, but I met some locals there that told me about, they said, literally park on the side of the road and go west. And so I did it. And we probably walked three quarters of a mile through lava and shrubs out to where the ocean was. And it was a lazy river that went through the ocean. It came in from the ocean, came all the way around and went back out. And sea turtles literally would just coast along this lazy river, wow. go back out and come back in. And we sat out there all afternoon swimming with turtles all by ourselves. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. That's why you got to talk to locals. I, I trusted a local had me, you know, in the middle of nowhere. It was outstanding, <laughs> but uh, it worked. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, it's great to meet you. Great to chat. Um, I, I did a little bit of my research, but I want to just get into kind of your backstory, how you got into this business. You know, it looks okay. like you, looks like you got with us about a little over a year ago, year and a couple yep. months, but um. Yeah, there's so much cool stuff to dive into, but I kind of want to hear how you found this yep. business and what that first so, year was like. It it I kind of planned my first year, so I'll, I'll go way back to get to there. I am in Georgia. Termites and pest control are a huge problem here in Georgia. And when I was young, when I moved to Georgia, I think I was 
22, 23 when I moved here. Um, I worked with a company, All Good Pest Solutions, great family business, but I actually did um, inspections on people's homes for termites, for pest control. Okay. And I loved it. I came and went as I pleased. I did the inspections. I have a curious mind of finding things, which was great. Come uh, when I turned 39, 40, so that would have been 2013, um, my wife had lost her career with E-Trade um, right in November. And I ran into a company called SkyZone, the indoor trampoline park. So I convinced them online, going on, um, went on the franchise stuff and put in all my wife's information. She's got a decree in accounting from Florida. Said, hey, woman-owned business. And they actually picked us. And then my wife, I told her, I'm like, I got to tell you something, what I've been doing. And so she's like, this is a great deal. So we opened up a SkyZone. We actually built it from scratch. Wow. Um, I literally was there hanging steel, putting it all together. So I knew how it was constructed. I like the construction piece of it. We had that all the way up till COVID. COVID happened. COVID killed a lot of businesses, also killed my business. Um, and we took, I don't know, probably nine months off um, from when that closed down to just get ourselves back together, get ourselves right in the mind. Right. Mental health, huge for everybody. Um, a lot of people struggle with that now. So another whole sidebar. But anyways, um, we decided we wanted to work together. I came from a sales background. She came from a human performance and, and training background. But we liked working with each other. After about two years, she realized how to work with me. And because I was a sales guy. Yeah. And so we wanted to work together. So with that, probably 2021, uh, we decided we were going to start rehabbing houses and we're going to do it together because I had the eye for that kind of stuff. She knew the numbers part of it and it was something we could do together. And it was kind of a, like a little side hustle to do what we're doing. Um, when we started doing it naturally, I went to the construction part of it with my brain. Sure. She went to the financial part of it with her accounting background. <laughs> Um, so we started doing that and with that happened, I'm like, you know what? She says, I need to get my real estate license because if we're rehabbing houses, no sense of giving a piece of the pie. Right. And I said, well, we're not rehabbing houses all the time. I need something else I want to do, but I love inspections and love finding stuff. So I'm like, let me look at that. So it's funny. A ye 2000, what is this? 24, 23. 2022, I started with a company called ICA. I knew nothing of the home inspection business. I could go find stuff. I could look and go, that's not right. That's not right. But I didn't physically know a lot of it. Right. Um, so I went with a company called ICA because I didn't know any better. And they're a great company. Um, did it all online. I literally sat at my computer for like two, three months learning, just doing everything I could and passed their exam. Um, it was great. And they had a software program. I don't even know the name, but I apologize to you. Um, so I did all that. And that was 2022. All of the summer, I started doing home inspections, very small. And it's, hey, what do I even have? Because most people getting into the business, what do you even have? You see the people that are the multi-inspector organizations. You see the people spending money in real estate offices saying, hey, I want to be your preferred vendor but I didn't even know what I had. Um, so then I got through all the way through this 2022 start in 2000. That was 21. Yeah. The beginning of 22 come into the black Friday of 22. 
and I'm looking at software, just I'm always trying to feed my knowledge. And I was looking up, uh, my software didn't have videos on it. Mm-hmm. And as you know, I'm a very visual, outgoing person. I need that. So I was doing research on software. That's when I ran across um, Spectora. And ironically, you guys were having a Black Friday sale. I'm still going through the frugal stages of trying to build my business. I'm like, hey, this is outstanding. Let me try it and get away with the other one. See, and everything I read and researched, I'm like, I I like it. So then I started that avenue. Um, So as I'm building my business, starting with Spectora, again, you guys have a lot of information on there. And it's trying to gather what is all this stuff. I went from a very basic to using my cell phone to do reports. Right now I've got an, I've gotten a full iPad that I've got hanging. I'm putting stuff. I'm taking videos with Spectora. And then I learned about InterNACHI, which you guys know about. Um, And then I, I became a member trying to figure out all their stuff. So I'm a very, I'll dive into something for like six months quietly. What is it? How does it work? Does it benefit? All that other stuff. But then I'm like, okay, shit or get off the pot. Apologies. Got to make a decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So lamb, bam. I did that with Spectora. I went a couple more months learning about InterNACHI. And then I'm like, all right, how do I become, a, how do I become a, a member of them? And that was just a simple membership. But how do I become a certified inspector with them? And full circle within a year, I took InterNACHI's test, passed that first time. Met you guys at the convention, which was amazing. Um, you guys put on a great show, Internachi put on a great show. And um, it just opened my eyes to the world of education, opened my eyes to the world of what you guys do. When I have to go online and say, hey, I got information, or I got questions. Um, reaching out to Internachi, I got questions. AJ and Preston and all those guys with Internachi, hey, can you guys answer a question for me about this? And it just, it's a community that we all help each other. And I get, I probably once a month, I reach out to you guys and go, Hey, what's, what is this answer? How do I find this stuff? I'm like, Oh, this is what you do. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that was my path to get there. It, I and love it. Uh, yeah. And I love your approach and energy to just diving in. And if, if you could maybe let's riff on this a little more for maybe a new mm-hmm. inspector, that's where you were in 2021 or 2022, it was intense learning. It sounds like on multiple fronts, right? Cause you got yes. like the book learning to even get yep. licensed. And then there's yep. the Spectora technical learning. Then there's the InterNACHI technical learning of like yeah. what you're looking for in the house. How did you manage it all? Or were it, you, it sounds like you just dived deep. In, so in like, I, it was for me and everybody learns differently sure. for me to sit in front of a computer screen. It is tough for me to learn that way. And I know that going into it, but I'd have to go in and shut my doors. Um, and again, I didn't know about InterNACHI has that one week class where you're literally there eight to five every day in Florida, Colorado. I didn't know any of that yet. I would have done that first if I would have had the choice or chance. I didn't know any better. I'd have to shut my doors in my office. My family knows, shut up. I can't have any distractions because my brain, knowing if the dog barks, uh, someone drops something, I get completely off off track and I'm like, I got to refocus. <laughs> sure. um, so it's learning. What is your learning method, your best style for you? Um, and yeah, you just got to do it. And for new people knowing I'm going to make mistakes. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And <clears throat> talk a little about the, like you said, the frugal stages, because I think a lot of inspectors 
don't understand the realities of that first year where yep. you might be making a grand, two grand a month, sometimes yep. tops and mm -hmm. how to mentally balance that and then how to plan for it. And yeah, yeah. if you could just talk a little about your mindset throughout. Yeah. That so year. for me on that coming from literally shutting down a, a two to $3 million a year business due to COVID with, with what I had. And now I'm literally wiped out. So my first year it's like, okay, what do I have to have? versus what do I need to have versus what do I want to have? So I had a three-step program of kind of my mentor, my mentality. There was probably a lot of stuff, I, my own tools that I already had. Now I got my screwdrivers. I got my drills. I got all my, my basic stuff. All right, I got to get a good flashlight. Um, I need to buy a drone because I don't want to get on two-story roofs. Mm. So, okay, what is my first purchase on a drone? Ironically, it's I had a lot of kids that worked for me. And there's a couple of them that literally do drone stuff, making videos for um, sports team and stuff. I'm like, Dre, what one should I get for what I'm trying to accomplish? And he's like, he calls me Oak, old, old ass knees. <laughs> I got you, Oak. Come on. I got, I got old ass knees too. Yeah, he, that's because I used to play dodgeball with all the kids. So they all call me Oak. That's um, great. So I'm like, this is perfect. So he literally took me out. He's like, fly this one fly this one. I'm like, I can do this one. Perfect. So I bought Black Friday. I actually bought a refurbished DJI 2 um, to start. DJI 2? Yeah, DJI Mini 2. Um, and it was like 700 bucks, I want to yeah. say. No, it wasn't even that much. Um, it was probably 549 but then I bought some accessories that first year. I didn't need to have it, but I'm like, I need to get a good case so I don't break it. I need to have this. Um, so it was it was what I needed to have versus what I want to have. I needed to have a great flashlight. I needed to have my drone to do the roof. I had a ladder in my garage that I could suffice. Um, the first probably six months, I used my um, my Jeep, my personal vehicle to do my stuff. Um, and that was really all I had um, to get started. And then I would use my phone. And then I was able to afford an iPad um, to right. work my way up. But it's it's by the, the OtterBox case. So I don't break it. Because if I break it, then I'm out. And now I got bigger issues. Um, yeah, there's so, so many yeah. little decisions in that first year of like buy mm -hmm. premium and you maybe don't have to buy it again or you kind of go low to mid grade yeah. and maybe take that risk. Yep. Um, That's been a struggle for me because yeah. there are some things now that I look back and go, man, I wish I would have bought that. So I'm going to end up spending a little bit more. I just couldn't afford to do it to start. Yeah. Sounds like you just had a system of prioritizing needs, wants, you knew mm -hmm. what was premium, what wasn't, and then kind of make the call from there. Yeah. 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 Basically. And I mean, honestly, I, I sold some of my stuff that I have in my garage and Facebook marketplace to, to break up the capital, to be able to buy this, um, and doing little things. So yeah. Smart. Very smart. How about the meeting the agents part? Can you talk a little about yep. your approach in 2022, how you met those first couple agents that you weren't married to. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. 2022, it was really difficult because every agent has their person. Sure. So really when I started doing inspections, it was probably August, September of 2022. And you get the traditional, you go into the offices, you drop off little bags of candy. You're trying to just meet. I network in my community. There is where I'm at in Georgia, there's Ackworth Connections. They meet every Wednesday at 12 o'clock at a uh, Center Street Tavern. And it's all a bunch of industries, but there's 30, 40, 50 people come in. Oh, it's just like a, in, it's like a formal networking group, like for yeah. the area. It's, it's, it's formal, but it's informal. Um, I mean, you can come and go as you want. 
I know there's one just north of me in Cartersville, Georgia, that is kind of a formal every Wednesday morning at 8.30. So I found local networking groups that I could go to that weren't a lot of money. And I was consistent every day going in, going in, or every week going in, no matter what. So everybody saw me. What was the um, format of those picked, networking groups? Was it kind of just like people take turns, like sharing stories or like what? No, most of them are here in Georgia. It's, you say it, Cartersville starts at eight o'clock from eight to eight 30. It's just open forum networking. Everybody's just kind of talking. And then at eight 30, you sit down and you'll get like a 30 second elevator speech. And so you're just, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is what's going on in my industry. Kind of little things. Um, so that was my first from August, 2022 to the beginning of 2023. That was my approach. And I still do those of that same thing every day um, or every week, but I've, I've added to that. Um, to really kind of get farther along. It was my first six months. It was, what do I even have? Right. And then 2023 was, okay, I know what I have, but how do I run the business? Um, and now 2024, I'm like, okay, I know what I have. I know how to run my business. And now let's just attack it every day. And it's, it's working so far. So did you meet any agents in those initial networking groups or, or someone that knew an agent and then that did yeah. it lead to a few jobs? Yep. It led to a handful. I probably did the first year. I want to say I did probably six to eight a month, maybe just under some months, some a little better, some yeah. worse. So baby steps. Um. So yeah. And it was finding what they like. 2023, I actually did something different that um, I don't even know how I stumbled across it. If it was like ideas between my wife and I just talking, but I get these um, notebooks on Amazon. They were like five by seven notebooks with like 20 or 30 pages in them. And then I would get a, a printout of, I'd get a label made with my caricature that you've seen with my um, QR code on it. That's going to be a problem. And I would put them on there. So every Saturday and every Sunday I would take within probably eight miles of my house. Um, I would get the list of all the open houses and I would go drop those notebooks off at the open houses uh, for agents Say, hey, you know, you're going to have buyers come in. Here's notebooks for them. You can give them as a thank you or a thanks for coming in. They can take notes while they're at the house. Um, but I was meeting agents that way. Um, and that's been huge for me. I've picked up a lot of people just doing that. Um, hey, you might not need me today. And I tell them, I don't want to be your top home inspector. If I can be one of your three, if you ever have a problem, you need to call. Hey, what's this? Like, I even tell the girl, lady agents, if you're going out to a house to show it and you're not comfortable and I have time in my schedule, give me a call. I'll drive out with you just to That's be great. that person to where I'm just in your mind. I just want to be in your mind. That's it. I love so, that. Yeah. I, I, after all these years of doing this podcast and being in the industry, I haven't heard anyone with that specific angle. And I love that. Oh, the, because notebook? It's, the notebook and um, just with the female agents. Cause having been yeah. a, a real estate agent myself, I remember there were some younger female agents that that was a real concern was like yeah. night showings, mm -hmm. certain parts of town. Yeah. I love that. <clears throat> like, Hey, if I, if I'm available and it takes me, you know, 20 minutes out of my night, I'm an empty nester. Now my daughter's graduating college. I'm like I've got time and yeah. you need me just, just let me know. And I, I specifically want to highlight your almost, it feels like a very calculated, but patient mentality around, Hey, here's some value the notebook, the QR code, I'll do this. I just want to be in the conversation. Yeah. And I, I want to like highlight to new inspectors, it, it 
there's like, I've heard desperate approaches where you can tell they like need the business like next month. And then I've heard ones where it's like, Hey, I'm in this for the long haul. Yep. If I'm in your three pack, great. Because you know, sometimes that first inspector theirs might retire soon. There's yeah. a lot of retirements coming this year. And there's always new ages coming into the marketplace. Yeah. And, and I, new, I, ages, new ages don't have anybody that they know. Right. And I'm curious when the, um, and I'd love your input because I know Georgia's a hot market in general because a lot of people have been moving down South. Yep. There's been a flush out of home inspectors and real estate agents in, in 2023 in terms of retirements, the market pulled back. I wonder when we're going to have a shortage again and when agents start coming back into the market. Like, are you still yeah. seeing new agents come into these networking groups or are you hearing about? I don't see a lot of new agents come into the groups. Um, so we're not there yet, maybe. <laughs> no, I just don't see it. I, Yeah, it's always the same agents. The good agents will always stick around. They yeah. know what they're doing. Um, it's funny, my wife started a year and a half ago doing real estate and she's a great agent from what I see because she's always helping her customers. She's always helping them no matter what it is. And I'm like, you just keep doing that. You keep grinding. You're there to help people. It'll always work itself out. Yeah. Another big value add I noticed from your website is the picture of you doing those presentations at the community center yep. for senior education. Could you talk a little bit about the mindset to even yeah. think to do that? Yeah, I am. Um, well, I actually have a, a home maintenance program that I'll do for seniors to help them age in place. When I was telling you, we were rehabbing houses. The last three I rehabbed were seniors that literally the entire house got away from them. And, you know, roof leaks, water heater going out, flooring destroyed. And they ended up selling their houses to a wholesaler. Mm. They lost all their equity in it. And I'm like, there's got to be a better way. Oh. So I started doing a home maintenance program for seniors to age in place with the eyes of I'm a home inspector. I'm going to do a low grade inspection report and I'll email it to the kids so they know what's going on at mom and dad's house. At all times, I'll go out, change air filters, clean condenser coils. Well, one of the ladies in my networking group, Kathy Latham, runs the Cobb County Senior Centers here in Georgia. And I'm like, I can go in and do an hour class and just kind of give them the basics of what to look for at their house. If you see this, if you see that, um, don't let it go because of these reasons. And it turns into more of an educational, hey, this lady's like, well, my house has this problem. And this guy across the hall is like, well, I had that too. And this is what we did. And it ends up just being a giant conversation piece. But they don't want to talk to their kids about their problems because it's their kids right. and their kids are too busy going, oh, it's mom and dad. They can handle their stuff. <clears throat> and there's that giant disconnect between the two parties. Mm. So I'm trying to connect that gap to where they don't lose everything they're taking care of. They're comfortable. They're taking care of. They can talk to each other. Um, so, yeah, before this podcast, I went one of my customers like she's got a nine foot ceiling. She goes, I have four light bulbs out. I can't change them. I'm like, I'm driving by your house. I'm going to run by. I'll take care of it for you. And then I'll come to the podcast. And oh, wow. she tells all her senior friends about the program. So I'm like, perfect. This is amazing. And I, I think this is obviously a huge trend with the aging in place and the aging mm -hmm. of, of baby boomers. So I, and there's no real solutions I've heard of to address this. And so I think you're onto something really yeah. great here. And um, it's also a great, I don't want to say a great a, a side hustle, but it's also a side business to being a home inspector when it does slow down. And I, I joke with some of my customers going sooner or later, my home and my home maintenance program will literally engulf my home inspection business. 
And because I only can do like 50 customers a month. And if I'm doing a quarterly, that's only 150 that I can take on. And then I'm just completely too busy to do a lot of other stuff. So are you, are you, are you doing it on like a kind of um, monthly or is it like handyman hourly type? No, I do it quarterly. Quarterly. I do it quarterly because I change your air filters every quarter. Right. So I come out like I've got one. It's funny. I've got some business people that do it too. And it's like, hey, I'm going to come out this, you know, next Thursday at 10 o'clock and I'll be there 10 to 12. I give them two hours of my time, change your air filters. Um, I'll do a low grade um, inspection. This is the winter. I'll do a low grade inspection, checking all your water lines, your plumbing, make sure you got no leaks here, there. Um, if I got time, I'll hit it with my infrared camera, make sure I don't want water leaks. Um, and I'll be there for an hour. And then if they have any other things that like, hey, my doorknob is busted. Wow. I got my tools in the car. I'll just fix it. Takes, you know, eight minutes to fix the doorknob. And, but they're seeing the value of, Hey, I got somebody at my house. I know it's not going to get destroyed. Or if something does pop up, one of my customers, Mr. Wilder, he's like, I need to get a new deck put on the back. Don't worry. I've got two other people that can do decks for you. Um, this guy, this guy, they'll come over and give you a bid. I vetted them both out. And then you can choose who you like for a business person. He's like, I don't have to sit here for hours, days, and weeks trying to figure this out. No, I got you. You can trust both of them. And it's perfect. I, I love this so much because it's it's kind of what Mike and I, when we started Spectora eight years ago, always wanted the home inspector to be is that trusted local mm-hmm. resource. For someone who's, say, my dad's age, 70 plus, doesn't he doesn't want to Google anything. No. He's just tired. He just wants someone he knows he can trust, right? And he doesn't want to call you to have to come over and fix it. Right. And And you don't want to have to go over to dad's house all the time going, every time I come to dad's house, I got to fix something. Right. Mm -hmm. I I believe this business can be bigger than your home inspection business for sure. Um, Would you envision hiring, say, a handyman to do some of the work for these? If it got to a point where it got so big... Um, I could, I'll end up, and that's the beauty of my wife and I eventually will transition our businesses down to Florida because we want to go to the Southwest side of Florida and probably another five to seven years, but that's a business I can transition down there. Um, I could, I say on low scale, just 120 customers. I'll be more than happy. I choose peace after the other business happened and COVID. I just want, this is peaceful to do this, um, on a high end. I could see a business like that scaling so big that it's franchised out throughout the country where it's a company that has home inspectors or Mm -hmm. other people that do it. And you could have hundreds and thousands of customers in just your immediate area because not only do elders can't do it, um, shouldn't do it. The generation of 40 and younger most of them don't know how to do don't know it. How right, right? Because they were never taught. Yeah. So there's those giant gaps. Like I said, I got my business people. One's a high executive at Accenture, and he's like, I don't want to have to deal with that. I got the ex- disposable income. Pay you do it. it. Yeah. Pay exactly. Outsource. Like, <laughs> yes. And then so now I've got one. Yeah, your water heater's getting ready to go. This plumber can do it. It'll be like thirteen hundred bucks. Oh, I'm not going to get ripped off. No, that's a great price. You don't have to worry about it. Perfect. Just have him do it. Love this. Yeah. Do, you, do you have a template made for the low, the, what you call the, I like that term, the low grade inspection, kind of like inspection. I like, don't, you don't, I don't yet. Um, I just learned recently how to actually start making templates. I was using the, <laughs> um, the basic internachi template on Sartora. Sure. Yeah. And when I met AJ and Preston at the conference, 
um, AJ sent me his. And then I realized I, one night I was at the house and I'm like, Oh, I can actually move stuff from one template to another template, create my own template. Um, so I really got into it. So I haven't created one for that yet because realistically I'll use my full template and then I'll do like one, one quarter on there. I'll check all this stuff. And then the next quarter I'll check all this stuff and then it's score. So it's actually a running or running oh. document through the course. And I'll just change the date. I'll put a date on it. Hey, I did this and this was my date. I like that. So I have a run in history. So then after a year, you're like, Hey, you basically got a full home inspection each yeah. year. If you're good, if you yeah. say quarter by quarter. Yeah. Doing little things on it. And then, so this way I know, Hey, we had to replace this, this time. So people have a, a, a document that they can keep up with. So, I yeah. think this is a huge marketing opportunity for you. Yeah. I think agents, yeah, I would like to, if agents hear about this, I think that's such a unique angle to it that no one yeah. else is doing. It's getting the, it's getting the seniors to understand that they need it. Cause a lot of them don't want people in their house. And it's such a new thought process of a way to do things. It's getting people on board. Once I get people on board, then they'll be like, Oh, this is perfect. So, yeah. We uh, we always say, you know, internally at Spectora, like medically and like when we think of our bodies, we we get checkups, we go to the doctor, we do preventative stuff. But like for our houses, it's just like yeah. we wait a decade. When it breaks, it breaks. Yeah, in a decade, suddenly the the basement's full of water, and it's like, oh mm -hmm. shit. Um, yeah. I, I just think preventative education is something where, we, as an industry, we haven't done a good job of talking yeah. about. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Um, and for my customers, over. when I catch your water heater starting to get ready to go, we see the rust coming out of the seals. We see it starting to leak. Hey, let's get this fixed now before it literally, you're going to pay for it regardless, but let's fix it before it just runs down your whole basement. And now your basement's flooded. You got water damage everywhere. And now a, a three week, four month process to get everything repaired. Now it's just an afternoon. We change out your water heater. Now we're done with it. Yeah. I can so, see you selling it well too with your background in sales. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, have you <clears throat> um, had any, I guess, stories or instances when you were either approaching new agents or trying to like pitch new agents? Um, have you done coffee meetings? Do you go into offices still? Like, where are you at in terms of? Yeah, I've done a few lunch and learns for people, okay. um, which is, I say, it's kind of cheating for me. Once I get into the lunch and learn, because I joke and say, my wife is Italian. And so whenever people do lunch and learns, what do they do? They bring in sandwiches. They bring in the pub subs. Right. It's always the same old, same old. Right. Um, my wife is Italian and it's actually cheaper for me. She makes a giant pot of sauce oh. that cooks overnight and I'll bring in baked ziti and a little salad. Oh. And so th that's what they're getting. And they're like, hold on a second. I don't, I'm not getting a pub sub. I'm not getting in Georgia a Chick-fil-A sandwich. No, 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 no. I don't do that um, because I take my time. I take my time and everything I do. So this is sauce that was cooking since last night. It's homemade baked ziti and they don't get sauce in Atlanta like my wife makes. So it's cheating for me. That is the Italian cheat code. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. I'm sorry. And my wife will, she'll like, Hey, I got a lunch and learn next month. She's like, really? All right. I'll make sauce. Like, All right, cool. I, and you may not know the difference being this is kind of like your normal with your background, your wife, the standard at which you guys do things. But it's such a herd mentality industry that most people just do the bare minimum. Like, like you said, bring donuts, mm -hmm. tell them who you are, leave cards. Like that doesn't yep. work anymore. Like, no, 
it doesn't work anymore. And getting into a business that's competitive, I just want to commend you for the creativity because that's not normal. Yeah. I got to My theory was I got to do something that people remember me for. Um, and that's why I make those videos of that's going to be a problem because they'll remember if I just call or just write a note or something, they're not going to get my personality. They're not going to get me. So I have to put my face out there. I have to make videos. I have to see them for them to understand who I am. And that was just always my mentality. Let's talk a little about the videos and the inspector van brand. Yep. So like, did you always have the comfort putting your face on video and kind of speaking or did, yeah. that, did you kind of learn that on another level getting into this business? I learned it on another level. Um, I was never really comfortable speaking in groups when I was younger. Um, it was when I started doing outside sales um, with my pest control company, all good. And I realized something early on, if I could attach myself to something that they do. When I was outside sales going into people's houses, I see a picture on the wall. I see soccer balls in the thing. Is I could attach myself to something they were doing. And my lighthearted personality, it just worked. Um, and then ever since that day, at, when I had this guy's own, my wife would bring in costumes and say, I need you to be a pizza man today for National Pizza Day. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, so I don't have a problem Do you have pictures that. of that? We need pictures of that. If you can, my wife has it. It's out there. One day she did for Halloween. She brought in a Richard Simmons Halloween costume. And I had to do a 30-second 30 30 commercial on the fitness classes. And it was horrible, but it was hysterical. And I went by Richard Simone for copyright infringement. <laughs> and yeah, so it, it's out online somewhere. Sky Zone Kennesaw, and it was a fitness class. It's, it's a classic. That's great. Um, yeah, so I've never had that problem. Um, and now the videos that I started doing, I forget. It wasn't AJ, but somebody else was doing a video that I saw. And I'm like, I like how he's got his own little brand. And then I ran across AJ's videos. Um, and I'm like, I love his educational piece. So I kind of mirror, I kind of, some will be just hysterical videos. Some will be educational videos. So I kind of, kind of go between them all. I had one last week where my drone got stuck in a tree. The lighter side of home inspections when your drone is stuck in a tree. And I documented my whole process of trying to get it out of the tree, um, which I did. So, yeah. And for those listening that don't know, you're referring to Inspector AJ, right? The Yeah. Yeah. TikTok Austin slash Jenkins. Instagram. Yeah. He's, yep. he's, who he's gone like a thousand percent into the social media yep. world. Um, that was, I wanted to meet him and Preston because Preston was so smart on his inspections, the videos I was watching. And for a new inspector, I literally would sit down and literally just consume hours of their information. AJ's Preston's um, do it right. Home inspections. Um, Cy Porter out in Arizona. There is Texas Edge Inspectors in Texas just consume their information because not only am I understanding what they're doing, I'm getting tidbits of education like, hey, this is what he's seeing and this will be applicable to what I'm doing. Um, so it was just it helped me learn how to do the business faster. And they I, I don't follow all of them, but I think I have an idea. They are just like showing you when they're on an inspection, what they're looking yep. at and talking through it and kind of yep. picking things out. Right. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Picking things out. This is, this is my problem. Uh, AJ had one the other day for a water heater that was spitting water down on, onto the flame. I'm like, most people aren't even going to think of that. Yeah. But I can think of that now when I'm at a house and I'm like, what's going on? That is something in my tool belt now that I can look for. So, so are yeah. you, are you cranking out content 
um, fairly not often? Not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot. Um, I don't have as many inspections as they do. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm cranking out. So I'm like today, George is going to be um, 12 degrees and 15 degrees Monday and Tuesday. So I'm actually getting ready tomorrow. I'll do a video on um, covering your pipes, your spigots and stuff um, and put that in my inspector van. But I'll also include that to my networking groups. They all have Facebook pages. So I'll put a little 45 second video of why you need to do this. Make sure you do it. So you don't have these issues um, for the educational pieces of it. So, yeah. Was there any parts that were particularly like difficult or challenging to learn when it came to what do I create? How do I publish it? How do I get it out there? Because let me caveat this by saying our industry, if there's not nearly enough content out there, like you've been consuming, there's yep. only a dozen, right? A dozen or yeah. two dozen guys that are putting out good stuff. Yep. Was there any challenges or hesitations for you to say like, all right, this is like a full-time commitment to put out content? Yeah. The only challenge I get is from my wife <clears throat> and that's the challenges. And it's not a challenge. She challenges me to do it smarter. What time are you putting the content out? What's the call to action for people when they see your video? What hashtags are you putting out there? Um, I'm always coming from the sales background. It's like, hey, here's my video. Here's my personality and go. Oh, yeah. But there's got to be some sort of reason to what I'm doing it. Um, what time of the day am I putting it out? What's my call to action? Um, so I got to remember more of that of, hey, this is my video. This is what it's about. Remember, if you have a buyer or you need an inspection on your house, I tell everybody, if you live in your house more than seven years, you should still you should get another inspection on it because you don't inspect it like we do every year. And you're going to have problems at that house that you don't know about that I can catch it a lot earlier for you. So um, those are my things, my call to action, my hashtags at what time I'm putting it out. I got to remember that better. My wife challenges me to do that. And that's my biggest problem. I think you have the, you not, you inherently have the part that's hardest for inspectors, which is just to hit record and go and put themselves out there. I was talking to yeah. Chris Cochran just the other day, he's putting out content for the industry and just that hesitation to hit uh, record is what most yeah. people deal with because they, they want inspectors want to prepare all day, but then when it comes to actually publishing, it's hard. It's hard to put our face on. No, yeah. I could, for me personally, I could literally every house I go to, I could make three, four or five videos and just publish, 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 you go, go and just put it out there. But again, to my wife's point, there's gotta be a purpose to your, your post. I don't have a problem showing the lighter side of things. I don't have a problem showing screw ups. We're all human. So I've never taken that personal. Um, you make some funny ones on occasion. I had one getting into a crawl space and I dubbed it the hello darkness, my old friend. I got to get in this <laughs> freaking crawl space. Um, so it's just making it, some of it, I got to make it fun. Some of it, I got to make it educational. I, I think you're hitting on what's human. What's inherent in all of us is yep. we're human. And I think um, inspectors take themselves too serious as a whole. And so I think, yeah. I think we can humanize better as an industry. Yeah, I've got one coming out and I just haven't done anything with it yet. We went to um, Epcot for my daughter's birthday drinking through the countries and every country I went to, I made a 20 or 30 second video of the construction of the houses in these countries. Um, what's right, what's wrong, what their problems are. And then I'm going to do like three country segments and make a little series of them. And it was for the wine and food festival. So there was like 20 some wine and food countries. I interviewed a guy from France. Why are your buildings made out of stone and concrete versus stick figure like everything else? And he's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, And I'm like, well, 
I would assume, I don't know, I'm not from France. I would assume it's because you guys were involved in two world wars and you guys needed things to be stronger. Right. He's like, well, that kind of makes sense. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so little things. I asked a guy from Kenya, how, what are his stuff made of? I don't know. I'm not from Kenya. And he did a little 30 second interview for me. So I'll put all those together as content coming up here shortly. I just got to do it. I think that's great though. I think you have all the the ingredients to to be one of these creators in the industry because one, you're yeah. curious. Most inspectors aren't curious. They all want they all yeah. have all the answers. <laughs> no offense. Yeah, no, I know, I don't, I know. You gotta stay curious. New inspectors know that we don't know everything. I'll never know everything. And I can't be afraid to make mistakes. My wife said that to me the other day, because when I started at all good as a kid, I would go do inspections and I would miss some things. And I and I would get mad at myself. Now I'm doing home inspections. Like, man, I missed this thing. I should have saw. I missed that. I'm sure that she goes, you're new. You're always going to miss things to start. Don't take a personal, just get better. Like, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And it's fighting that urge to like prove that you know everything because then that's your expertise, right? Like there's yep. a natural inclination to say, Hey agent, Hey client, I know everything, but it's endearing when people say like, Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm yeah. gonna to get most things, but like no one catches everything. Yep. And I tell them like, I was at one yesterday. I'm like, I'm going to get you the information tonight and I'm going to text it to you on certain type of concretes to fix this crack. I could say hydraulic cement, but I don't know the exact words of what I want. So I'm like, let me get it and I'll give you a couple options and I'm going to text it to you. She's like, perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. Now I'm a trusted, now I'm a trusted person. I think modern buyers and agents relate to realness far more than I have to be the expert. And I think new, like the new school of inspectors are understanding that more and more, which is kind of cool. Yeah. People yeah. just relate to what's real, like saying it how it is. Yep. Yeah. And you can't be afraid to make a mistake. You can't be afraid to be be honest with people. Like, uh, just tell them the way it is. So, yeah. yeah. So where are you targeting? Like when you do put out more content, are you thinking YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all the above? Right now I'm doing uh, Instagram and Facebook because I can put them together where it's one post going. I've, I know I've gotten lazy on YouTube because it's just another platform I got to put it out on because right. they don't talk to each other. Um, so it's really, it's Facebook, Instagram right now. Um, and then I'll get to, I haven't done really any TikTok. Maybe I think I've done a couple, um, but I haven't got into that yet. It's a tough one to crack. I don't even want to use it. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. AJ uses a platform that puts it on everything, Yeah, but you, you spend money on it. And I'm like, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. And hard to say if, uh, it's hard to know if, the next generation of buyers and agents, what percent are on there primarily? And are, and are yeah. they on there to look at home inspection content? Good to no, know. No, I get like, I was so excited. <clears throat> I got one the other day that got like just under 12,000 views. I'm like, this is outstanding. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting somewhere. That's great. And it was the dumbest thing. It was on um, spray, closed cell spray foam insulation on the underdecking of an attic space. Who would have thought that when it was just an educational video and I got 12,000 videos, 12,000 views. I'm like, okay no. so you never know there's home and building nerds everywhere so yeah you just don't know yeah and what video is gonna what's that one video that's gonna go viral and blow you up yeah so have you ever heard of the social media guy the real tarzan the real tarzan no yeah his name is mike holston he does um all exotic animals and he goes all over he goes all over the world now on um doing TikTok, social media on exotic animals. And he used to work for me at SkyZone. And he got a video that went viral. Literally, he was jumping over a ditch to catch a turtle in a in a little creek 
in Florida, <laughs> went viral. And now he's got like 8 million followers. He's doing phenomenal as a young man. He goes all over the world because of social media. And, and it was one viral video went viral. And then those people started watching. Those people started. And it just blew up for him. So you just never know. You really don't. You know, it could be the dumbest video in the world. And there you go. That's why I think the moral of the story is to take shots, put stuff out there, and, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and not yeah. take ourselves too serious. Yep. Um, so what are you excited about for this year? Are you doing anything different, new? What worries you? I'm excited you? for spring and summer because I hate winter. <laughs> so, but no, the, the couple things like last year, what I did to set me up for 2024. Um, got my website created, Phoenix Resolutions. And it's it's Phoenix Real Estate Solutions, but it's so long that my wife and I made RE when we made our uh, LLC solutions. And it spells resolutions. And I'm like, oh, I guess that just works. So got my website created. Um, got sewer scope. AJ got me on, hey, you need to do sewer scope inspections. So I'm like, that's great. Um, so it's it's first year was understanding what I had. Last year was building up to know what I have and how to run the business. This year, I'm excited about just meeting more agents. Um, I've got all my ducks in a row and I can just start hitting inspections, hitting inspections. I don't want to be the inspector that's doing two and three a day. Um, I don't personally, for me, unless it's a small house, I don't know how you can properly do it and be beneficial to your client. I would rather charge a little bit more money and spend just about all day doing one house and doing his best job as I can. I choose peace because I'm an independent guy. I don't have all the overhead and everything else that everybody has. Um, so that really is me choosing peace, staying busy, helping people as best I can and being the, just the, the phone call. Hey, this is my scenario. What can I do? Hey, this is, this is my situation. What do you think? Um, and just being that voice of reason out here. So that's yeah. my goal for this year. And, and, and I hope too, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but everyone that books an inspection, my goal for inspectors is to have those like actions set up to where a hundred percent of people that are eligible for a sewer scope end up doing it. So then your yeah. average inspection price creeps up 500, 600, yep. 700. That's yeah. what I think you guys are worth. And that's what I yeah, want. Absolutely. And if you can do a home inspection where you're doing seven, eight, nine hundred dollars in inspection a day. You're making great money. Great life. I'm in my 50s now. I'm comfortable with that. I actually contract out a radon. I got a lady that does radon for me. So I have all those tools in my tool belt to people to do stuff. And um, it's nice. But yeah, just I choose peace, take my time, do a good job, don't want to rush. Um, that's it. I love that. And I think it, this is going to build more efficient home inspection businesses because the days of running and gunning three, four a day and yeah. not trying to sell all your services to those three or four people of that war. I, I saw guys get burnt out. I saw them yeah. ruin their lives essentially to play the yeah. volume game. So I really like where you're headed with the efficiency and less yeah. is more. <clears throat> less is more. And this way people know, Hey, he's not going to be there because my wife, again, she's a realtor and she'll have be selling a house and they'll get a different inspector come in. And I'm like, so how was it? And she'll look at me. She goes, he was there like an hour and 20 minutes. And I'm like, what do you think? She goes, I know he didn't do a good job, but that's not my problem. And I'm like, okay, I feel bad for the people, but yeah. it is what it is. And, th and then they asked me to go out and look at a window still because it's not opening right. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, every, every episode we do, it's I'm trying to turn it into a PSA of like, let's elevate 
the industry and provide premium services for premium prices and kind of mm-hmm. fight against pricing pressure, pushing the industry down, which is, it happens, it's out there, but it does. We but need you got to commit to do, you got to commit to doing a great job to be able to warrant the fact, Hey, I'm not going to push my price down. I'm, t- I, I, you're going to see my value. That's the one thing I love about the Spectora and the videos is I can, I actually, every video or every house I go to, I'll make a video on how to change your air filters. Cause how many people don't know where to change your air filter? What's going on? Where's it at? What size it is? And I'll just include, Hey, FYI, your filters are 20 by 24. This is where it's at. This is how you change it. So, you know, boom, you're done. Um, that's one thing I wish the videos could be like a minute long, just FYI. <laughs> yeah. So in closing, if there's any advice you would give to someone in who was in your shoes a year, two years ago, you know, new inspectors watch these interviews all the time. What, what would yep. it be for someone getting into the business? I would say two things. Um, the brutal honesty of it is when you're starting, you're going to need something to help supplement what you're doing just because you're not going to go into this making 80, 90, hundred thousand dollars a year, just first year, because, Hey, I am who I am. People got to get to know you. They got to like you. They got to trust you. Um, learn as much as you can and understand the way you learn it. Me sitting in front of a computer screen. I don't learn it that well. I know probably every year or every, every 18 months, I'm going to fly down to Florida to the house of horrors. And I'm going to do the, the week long training again, not because I need to, but that's the way I learn. So my continued education will be, Hey, let me do my continued education. This thing where I can see it, put my hands on it. Um, and then go to the conventions every year. So understand how you learn it know you're going to make a mistake and own up to it and um, don't, don't do it again. So I've made a handful of mistakes and I know it. I'm like, damn it. But that's not going to happen again. So now everyone I go to, I create little, little markers for myself. Don't forget this. Don't forget that. Don't get busy. Don't get distracted. Um, So you just got to know that, know how you do it. I'll add something in for you, just of me observing you, the creativity and the energy at which you seem to approach this business and this industry is contagious. And I think yeah. you can tell you have a, uh, a passion and, a, and an energy for doing things well and doing things creatively. I think that is probably a hard thing to teach, but if anyone can channel that, I think that would, that would yeah, serve, yeah. serve them well. Yeah, so. And you're doing it for the person, you're doing it for the customer. And if whatever you can do to make it easier for them to buy their house, and cover yourself and cover them. That's all you're doing it for. So it's positive. Love it. David, this is awesome. Inspector Van, I will link to all yep. of your uh, social media properties in the Thank description you. for anyone that Thank wants you. to reach out because I'm sure you're going to have some people reach oh, out. Oh, they can reach out. Them. My phone is always open. If they want my cell phone, send me an email, text me. I'm always available to help anybody out. Um, you get what you you get what you give. So you give, you give to people and it's going to come back to you. So do what you can help everybody out love it i think you're gonna be a star in this industry and uh flooded flooded with requests hey appreciate the time thank you so much you have a great day all right you too bye-bye bye